Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I have a hard time sleeping at night. So what is the stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps support better sleep quality and recovery. It's one thing you can do every single day and costs you less than $3 a day. So it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back with the Kinger. No, no so, nicknames. Well, you just said Kinger, which well, is well, in I, and of itself a nickname. Yeah, so. I, I guess. Which is longer than the actual name is. My name is actually just King. Yeah. So. But that that's kind of boring. You got you got to put like a little z- like zing on it, like a like a lemon. No, no, just just <laughs> no. I'm a I'm a simple I'm a simple man. Simple I'm a simple man. man. Just the king, <laughs> and not king of England. Ooh, now that yeah. we know the queen is yes. best. God rest her soul. God save the king. <laughs> but uh, just just I'm just king, not the king. I am just king. I mean, we were talking about you and and the royal kingdom, or the royal family, but we won't go into topics here with that that's more uh the the, the patreon well, I mean, if, we, a, if we ever a did a patreon event you know <laughs> she you know she was on the throne for 70 damn years you know? Jesus, so 70 years i mean she got to see every super bowl champion plus <laughs> I, that just no, dumb she, on me listen <laughs> she was queen for about a decade the last time the Lions won a championship. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. That's how long she's been on the throw. But the Lions last one, I want to say, like in the mid-50s. Yeah. And I think, yeah, she took the she took the crown when? In, uh, in 52, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, but that's the thing. She was sitting on the throne. She was Queen Elizabeth II the last time the Lions won a championship. And then. Let that sink it. Then the supposal curse kicked in. And they haven't won since. What was that? What's the, what is the Lions um, curse? From what I remember, because I, I just uh, I did a, a segment a few like a month or two ago about weird curses, and it was something like um, a quarterback, was it Crazy Lake Hirsch, or something, something like that. And they traded him away. He had a falling out with the front office, and they traded him away. And he, they he said they will never win another championship. I think it was the following year after. They won the championship. They will never win another championship, being that I am not in Detroit no more. Then he passed away, so obviously they couldn't bring him back to Detroit, and they haven't, you know, won a championship since. They've won playoffs, playoff games. They made the playoffs, but playoffs, playoffs. 
But, well, uh, then they doubled down on it, too, because uh, the latest thing that had everybody booing uh, the Detroit owners the last time they had like a thing on the field was Calvin Johnson. Yes. They went and had, what, they retire his number or put him in a ring of honor or something like that. But it was it came out previously that they had made him pay back like one point two, one point three million dollars of his contract when he <laughs> retired. Yeah. And so everybody's like, listen, give that man back his money and maybe we can start getting some good juju back <laughs> in his place. Say, you yeah. know, let's go. Come on. Let's get a little something. So uh yeah, the Lions just came to they they they, they keep that bad karma just over themselves. <laughs> But hopefully that change. I like I like Motor City Dan Campbell, man. I really do. MCDC is great. Oh, yeah. Have, have you been keeping up with Hard Knocks? I have not watched any of the Hard Knocks this this uh, season. Um, it's a good one. I, I have seen some clips, a lot of uh, emotional speeches, some from him. I, I believe there was one from the running back. I'm not sure if he was the rookie running back or he one got, of their players. Yeah, yeah. Was, was in the middle um, of it. But I'll tell last, you, what, I mean, he, yeah, he was around from last season. It was it's a, it's a it was a good season. It was a good Hard Knocks. One yeah. of the better ones. Uh, if not one of the best ones, because the 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 one they had for the Rams when the Rams originally moved out to L.A. again, yeah, uh, and Jeff Fisher was still the coach and everything. That one bored the absolutely ever living well, shit out of me. I mean, like, Jeff I, Fisher I did not is boring. Like uh, so like I didn't keep up with a lot of the hard knocks after that. Yeah, uh, but definitely after watching this one like i'm back on the hard knocks train like that was it was a good hard knocks and then you have in season uh again last year they did the indianapolis colts this year they're going to do in season with the arizona cardinals okay uh and i guess we'll see uh if they do another late season collapse and that'll be <laughs> that'll be interesting oh television. my god can, can you imagine if they have another late season collapse after giving murray that contract but now I wonder if it's going to be opposite for them because uh, Hopkins is out for the first six games. Yeah. So now it makes me wonder if maybe they'll suck for the first, you know, couple games, first six, seven games, and then maybe well, they'll have a late season push instead of a late season collapse. I mean, they still got some good receivers in there. I mean, I know Zach Ertz is older now, but he's still a, a valuable, or valuable. Um, he's a fantastic tight end. Tight end. Absolutely. Absolutely, um, and they had a young kid, young speedster last year. Even when Hopkins was uh, playing for them, I, th- I think he, he was either a rookie or a second-year receiver, and he had a, a good season too. It just all, all boils down to if Murray could just keep playing as well as he has been playing. I still like their defense too. JJ Watt's not who he was, but he's still JJ Watt. Yeah, it's, it's the and, name, and and he's a he's a great leader on the field. He'll get a lot out of other people and at the end of the day i'll take a diminished jj watt over almost anybody else anyway yeah. you know so like there's not too many people even right now that's better than his brother aaron donald obviously but outside of that like yeah there's a couple other guys but jj watt is still jj fucking watt so yeah. you know it's it's <laughs> it is what it is so i still like the cardinals in a sense but uh I'll tell you what, man. I'm just excited. We're here. Yeah. We made it, man. We <laughs> made it. It's football season. And we of course, did it. Me and, you yeah. are, me and you already started our little um, back and forth bashing of each other with the Eagles. Yeah, fuck the Eagles. <laughs> I hate um, I, I, you. No, I'm not. Listen, <laughs> I know. Like, listen, we're friends. We've been friends for uh, over 10 years now. And uh, like, you really are. You're like a brother to me. And and all that stuff. I was I was in your wedding uh, as a groomsman and all that kind of stuff. But 
man, fuck the Eagles. I can't. <laughs> like, I just, I can't. I can't be happy. I can't. Like, they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. And every part of me is like, you should be happy for Jimbo. Be happy for your dad. <laughs> be happy for, you know, all that kind of stuff. I could not. I couldn't bring myself to do it. <laughs> I just was like, nah, fuck you. Did I, I don't care. Now, I, I, I was, I was miserable. That was the worst football offseason season. Ever didn't I call I you at like did I call you at like one o'clock that morning or something and smashed out of my mind? You called me immediately after the final whistle, <laughs> and then you and your father, very intoxicated, <laughs> started just singing "Fly Eagles Fly" repeatedly <laughs> for a good five minutes on Facetime on the phone from the bar. <laughs> yes, that. That happened. And, and I do remember too. Uh, I, I called uh, called the wife. She had work the next morning, which I think it was like. Well, the game probably got over about ten, eleven o'clock, so it was like midnight. And I called her, and she's like, "Are you in jail?" And I'm like, "No, but the Eagles won the Super Bowl." She's like, "I have work. I will talk to you tomorrow." And I hung up on me. And I'm like, <laughs> I looked at that. And I'm like, I may be drunk, but I don't care. <laughs> that was, uh, of course, that was the infamous night where the uh, you, you had the people eating horse shit. On the uh, on the streets of Philadelphia. Oh yeah, sliding down the poles. Well, because they greased up the poles because they yeah. said, "Oh, we're gonna try to make sure that nobody climbs the poles if there was anything." They little, t- like, like it's Philadelphia. They were climbing <laughs> those poles anyway. Yeah, like that was the grease is not gonna stop these people. If, if there's you know? a will, there's a way. <laughs> uh, yeah, if if there's a will to do something absolutely fucking stupid, there's there there's a way to do it in Philadelphia, and <laughs> and they did, and they did. So, I mean, that was the thing. It was always like, man, if Philadelphia ever wins a Super Bowl, what, I, I, I wonder what that city's going to look like. And I'll tell you what, it didn't disappoint. <laughs> it, was a, it was kind of everything you thought it would be. I'm surprised it was still standing. I, I really thought there'd be fires out there, bonfires. There was a couple of fires, a couple of broken windows, broken into shops. Like yeah. I said, the, the, the shit-eating was happening. I mean, you guys literally had a shit-eating grin <laughs> uh, from winning the Super Bowl. Uh, and and all of that. So hey, you know it it it. Uh, still one of the still one of the darkest days in, in the history of football for me. Still bad, but well, uh, but I mean, so here we go. We sat- start anew. Saturday, towards the end of Saturday night, was kind of a I would say dark for us, me and you, uh, with the Notre Dame loss there. But it did get better Sunday night. The LSU yes, game, absolutely. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I'm, I'm an advocate of. There's no such thing as good losses. There's no such thing as pure yeah. victory. Like, listen, you've, you, if you lost, you lost. You know, it's you can't be like, oh, we lost, but man, we gave it our our college try, the good old college try. Yeah. Um, uh. So I was, you know, I, I was miserable, even though Notre Dame did not get blown out. No. And they were leading that game well into the third quarter. Uh, it, it's their offense was unable to move. Their defense was fantastic. Yeah, the, the Notre Dame defense is going to be something this year if they can work the kinks out of the offense. Yeah, uh, they they still have a shot, outside shot, but they I think they still have a shot at the playoffs, depending on how things shake out, how things fall out, you know, everything like that. Um, but I'll tell you what, man, when you when you talk about family, <laughs> when you want to talk about Leaving Notre Dame and you got to go and be with your family. There was nothing better in this world than seeing. Listen, I I, I went to bed with it being uh, Florida State in firm control 
getting a turnover in the last, what was it, minute or so, yeah. deep in LSU <laughs> territory. I was like, all right, game's over. I can go to bed. Happy because, ah, Brian Kelly's going to lose. Little did I realize that Florida State, for some fucking reason, decided to go ahead and pitch the ball on the one-yard line in that kind of situation where, worst-case scenario, if you don't even make it to the end zone, you kick the field goal, it's still a two-possession game. You don't have to worry about it. Game's over. Yeah. What the hell are you pitching the ball out for? So, of course, they fumble it. LSU gets it. They drive 99 goddamn yards. Yeah. Like, FSU's defense, like, listen, I don't know what you're doing, but when you got to close out a game and the other team has to score a touchdown, how do you let them drive 99 yards? They, they probably went to the whole prevent defense. Uh, so you, you didn't watch I, the... I, I don't care. Even prevent with that. I, 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 that uh, uh, so you, you didn't watch the, the, the whole thing live, or did you see replays the next day? I saw the, I guess it was the last minute or so of the game uh, the next day. Because I saw when Florida State got the turnover with like a minute 20 left in LSU territory, I was like, fuck it, game's over. Yeah, because I, I text like, oh, you. Okay, I, I, done. I, I think I text you right after that play. Um, you know, this is so good to see Brian Kelly finally lose. And then they scored and I... I was like, or no, then they had the fumble. That's what it was. Right, because that was a, we were. I, I had started texting you because I was just like, man, as a Notre Dame fan, there's not a reason in the world I would ever root for Florida State. I hate yeah. Florida State. I hate all the Florida schools. Yeah. Let's be honest. I don't like a fucking one of them. Uh, but de- definitely as a Notre Dame fan, not ever rooting for Florida State, except for Sunday <laughs> when they were playing Brian Kelly and LSU. I was like, you know what? This is the one exception. You know, go Knowles, baby. And uh, and uh, so that's it. I was talking with you about it, and we were kind of going back and forth. And that was it. You know, I, was, I figured game was over. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and uh, sure enough, it wasn't. But I almost find it better, like like a little twist of the knife, that they lost that way. Yeah. That yeah. Brian Kelly had to lose that way. Like, oh, you had a little bit of hope. Oh, what was that? Oh, it's, it's just like that, that meme. Oh, almost got it. <laughs> oh, you're so close. Oh, you almost, you almost had overtime. Oh, well, that's so it, sad. Oh, so sad. You, you know what was was funny about the whole thing? Like when you text me about the game, I, I honestly totally forgot about the game. Um, the wife was working, I believe, so I was down here just playing hockey, just kind of relaxed because I had the next day off from work. Right. And uh, you text me that, and I was like, yeah, okay, so. I put Alexa on. I finally found a radio broadcast for it. Put the LSU game on there. I put the, the TV on over near the bar. Just in case I, I hear the radio say, you know, some type of exciting play or whatever, I could go check it out. Right. For whatever reason. Now, I wasn't streaming the game. I was playing it through my antenna. The radio broadcast was like three plays behind my TV. It was so... It was. You, a, were, str- you were streaming the broadcast, though. It was you were cu- streaming the radio broadcast, yes. watching the live TV on with the with the antenna. Correct? Yeah, that's why. Because anything that's streamed through the internet is going to be lagged and and. But I, I've never had anything lag that far behind. So when there was like the targeting play or whatever, by the time I got to go look at the TV, they were already two plays ahead. So I was like, yeah, well, right. screw it. I'll just listen to the rest of the radio because I think you stopped texting me or whatever. So I was like, I'll just listen to the radio, and when. FSU fumbled that ball. I came over. LSU had the ball already, obviously. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and watch this. And LSU drove down. And I'm just like, 
fuck me, man. <laughs> and then when he <laughs> he missed that extra point, I'm pretty sure I woke up the two blocks around my house. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> and it just happened to be that she came home. And she came out, everything all right? I'm like, yes, Brian Kelly lost. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, just... It- if anything, from from an objective standpoint, from you know removing from the fact that you know uh, fuck Brian Kelly, uh, the most unlikable person in college football, uh, even by some of his teammates supposedly. Uh, all that game went to show you was the absolute importance of special teams. Yeah, you can win or lose games based on punts, based on field goals, based on extra points. And if you have a good special teams, it can win you a game, as we saw at Florida State. And if you have shaky special teams, it can cost you, much like LSU. Listen, on that fumbled punt that they had, that was that dude's second fumbled punt of the day. Yeah. Of the game. You know? Uh, And by all... Uh, a logic should have cost them the, the entire game. It should have been the end right there, except for FSU deciding to completely cock that all up. Yeah. Uh, so you had those. I think LSU had another. They had a, they had another field goal blocked before the extra point was blocked. Yeah. So they had that. So you, you're talking about they had two blocked kicks, two muffed punts. Uh, I mean, like at the end of the day, you can have a great, fantastic, dynamic offense and an absolute iron curtain defense but if your special teams is garbage you're gonna lose games and that's what that was everybody can sit there and say well lsu man their offense really kind of picked it up in the second half and and uh uh you know they're 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 looking better and they're blah 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 blah, to do to do to do whatever you want to do yeah uh at the end of the day the special teams cost them the game and uh i honestly i'll tell you what though i can't think of a better way (laughs) <laughs> for the Brian Kelly era in uh, in LSU to start their, uh, you know, and hopefully, uh, you know, if he's surrounded by his family, you know, <laughs> they can go ahead and uh, make sure he's okay and everything. And, uh, you know, I just know, listen, all I know is that if he's just a student assistant, I'd be really careful around the scissor lips. But, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, because listen, sometimes you get hurricanes down there in Louisiana real late into the season. So, yeah. you know. You know, if it just starts to get a rainy day, wind starts picking up, you know, well, he tells you to get in that scissor so, lift. So let me ask you this. let us uh, I'm not even sure who they play this week. What happens if he loses hair? Do you think Do you think he'll, he'll have a, a, a short hook? I think the SEC's playing a bunch of cupcakes uh, with this second. Let me see. Let me see who LSU football is okay. playing here. And I'll let you know. Because while, while you're looking that up, you know, I made the Oh, little... they're playing Southern. Who? Southern. Southern uh, University, the uh, oh. HBCU. Uh, so I, it's not even Division One. That it's be not great. even. It's not even the same thing. So even if they win, it won't count in their win column. Okay. So it doesn't. If they lose to Southern, Dude. they might fire it <laughs> immediately. Oh man, I, I I would love that. But I actually do want to give a, a one one real quick shout out. I mean, they're not sponsoring us. Fandle, if you want to sponsor us, dude, Fandle has been savage. With LSU the past couple days, Vandal is amazing. I do use their app, and I know that they're. We are not hashtag not sponsored. Yes, we would love to be sponsored. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, you know, being the same family as Pat McAfee, do all that kind of fun stuff to hammer down boys, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, but I use the Fanduel app. I mean, I, I for, my, you... for my gambling and for gaming and stuff like that, and it is 
to me, the number one app to use uh, as far as you're going to do that. But their social media team on top of that is fucking sad. I, I, I love it. I mean, I sent you the picture of um, Fandle saying how Brian Kelly's season starts, and there's Brian Kelly holding up the L. And then yes. I, I'm pretty sure it was Fandle the next day made a um, uh, a comedy skit video um, showing a high school, you know, Joe Schmo coach with his head down. Do you want a coach like Brian Kelly somewhere along those lines? Come to Coach Kelly camp. And it, it shows All you got to do is kill a kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, there goes the show. I guess nice talking to you guys. <laughs> what? What? No, 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 no. What? The- what is factually wrong about what I said? Nothing. Kill Absolutely him. nothing. Who do you kill? And listen, we kind of... Listen, we're at fault two. I'm not going to lie. We're at fault two, being Notre Dame fans. We kind of turned a blind eye to the fact that he killed a fucking kid. That's but right. Yeah. he did kill a kid. All right? <laughs> That's right. Let's, let's, let's be honest with each other. You know? <laughs> now that he's not with Notre Dame, we can kind of express ourselves a little oh, yeah, bit more we, freely. We kicked that but door at the open end of the day, bit. he killed a kid. So... <laughs> Oh boy! But anyways, <laughs> I don't know how to freak to get out of this one. <laughs> but uh, you so. know, so, so you know, day one, learn how to to call defenses, and day two, learn how to call offenses. And it shows the co- the high school coach going through the, I guess the the book of what they give him in the beginning. It goes, uh, assistant coach, there, there's no special teams here. And assistant coach goes, special teams, special teams. Special teams. Oh, special teams. <laughs> nerd and he walked away <laughs> <laughs> but i'm gonna be honest with you yes that's a meme yes vandal savage but watching that game did you not kind of get the feeling that brian kelly did put all the emphasis on the offense and defense and spent zero fucking time with special teams yeah because he probably, it probably wants feels to go like that just watching the game, it felt like that. He probably wants to go toe-to-toe, point-for-point point with Alabama and, and all the higher-ranked teams because, you know, that's they put up points. And that's fine, but I'll tell you what, though. At the end of the day, again, it's the it's always it's always the little things. It's always the third downs, the third and shorts that you don't convert. It's always the punts that you muff or the punts that you, you shank off your foot and get bad yardage on or missed field goals, or blocked field goals. It's always, 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 always those little things. You could have the most dynamic offense. Uh, uh, somebody brought up a stat, and, and uh, it was in the wake of this, that uh, made sense. I think it was 2007 or 2008, somewhere in the late 2000s, uh, the, the San Diego Chargers had the most prolific offense in the NFL. Yardage-wise, pass yardage, touchdowns, they were just slinging it all over. Yeah. And they still had the defense there where you had uh, uh, Merriweather on there. Okay. You had, like, you, you, their, their defense was rock solid. Great yeah. defense. Ranked, both their offense and defense were ranked in the top five. And they ended up with a 9-7 and seven record and missed the playoffs because their special teams was fucking atrocious. They couldn't punt the ball. They couldn't make field goals. They dropped punts. They had turnovers. Like it, they, they were atrocious, and they lost games because of it. And you had one of the most talented offenses and one of the most talented defenses in the NFL in that time period, and they didn't even make the playoffs because of special teams. Well, I mean, how many games have you seen that 
you know, for for example, let's just use Giants Eagles. Um, Eagles not good special teams. We kick it off to you guys. You guys run it back sixty yards and tackle you on the twenty. Well, now you're setting your defense up for for uh, just terrible, you know. And, and that's the point, right? You know, is that even if the defense stops them the three points. That's fine, but that's three points that they shouldn't have had. And where you're wearing the, the defense down too when you, you know, offensively, you're, you're stuck then, back again, in the end zone. If you can't get if if you fumble the kickoff or if you don't get a good return on a kickoff or if you shank a punt again, if you shank a punt, you're putting your defense in a bad spot. If you yeah. don't get good returns, you're putting your offense in a bad spot. If you do like all those little things, so they had the yardage, they had touchdowns, they had stuff like that. But overall, those little things added up, added up, added up, added up, added up. And at the end of the day, you missed the playoffs. And I think that's one of those things where nobody really notices special teams until you fuck up. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, special teams is nothing. Oh, who cares? It's special teams. Oh, they're punting it. Oh, they're kicking it. Who cares? They should go to a commercial. Nobody needs to watch this. Blah, blah, blah. Nah, you do. Special teams are, it, listen, it's a third of the game. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And and that LSU game showed it to you. If you want to go back to that Chargers example I just told you about, that shows you you can go back and look at almost anything. If you if you don't do the little things right, if you don't have the special teams right, you're gonna no matter how talented you are on offense, no matter how stingy you are on defense, you're gonna lose games. Yeah. And and that's it. LSU, they lost the game by one point. Why? Because they missed a field goal, they missed two extra points. And they had two fumbles on a on a uh, uh, on the punts on punts. <clears throat> yeah, that lost you the game. And you know, so that's just that's my little rant on that. If if uh, j- just to let that be known, it's like yeah, special teams can win you games and it can lose you games. So, kind of to like kind of circle back to Notre Dame here um, with us losing. <laughs> you know, by what was it? By uh, by ten, I think we lost. Right? Eleven. Eleven. We lost by eleven. Twenty-one. Did to you 10, happen lost. to see any comments in Notre Dame um, fan groups or anything like that? Some from Notre Dame fans. What we need to do. Um. The what I got from most of the 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 Notre Dame fan response on social media that I saw, whether on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, what have you. Uh, which you can follow us on there as well at ST Sports Podcast, as well um, as TikTok. See, see, yeah, again, <laughs> same thing at ST Sports Podcast. See, it's branding. Um, what I got, what I saw mostly was there was actually a lot of positive oh, okay. from it because I guess we didn't get blown up by seventeen and a half points. But y- y- you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, but also just that the offense needs work. See, you know, a lot uh, of the, the responses I was seeing is, and I was surprised, and I'm happy that, one, no one was calling for Freeman's head. I thought for sure he'd lose one game, and that's it. Let's get him out no, of there. absolutely but, not, because that defense was... was the, that The fact that Notre Dame went to the horseshoe at night to open up the season against a national championship favorite and was leading for a majority of the game and held this high-powered offense to seven points for the majority of the game. And it was only at the end when, again, the offense couldn't get anything going. The defense got worn down because they were on the field forever. Like, that was the thing. I think that's what eventually happened, is that with the offense not being able to get any kind of momentum, 
three and out, three and out, three and out. You're putting your defense out there against this track meet of a team. Eventually, it was going to wear down, and, and sure enough, it did. But that defense, which is Marcus's uh, uh, bread and butter, yeah, was was top notch. Was was did they did their job? They did. Uh, so I'll give them that credit. The offense needs work. It needs help. Again, we have a young quarterback. Again, we have. There's a lot of new pieces moving along there. You know, uh, so does, uh, Mayer's still there, but you does know, does the offense need help, or do you think it's Tommy Reese? Because a lot of the statements I saw was get rid of Tommy Reese. He's not a good offense coordinator, which I don't agree with. I think he's he's a decent coordinator. Um, we've seen it the past couple of years. I'm not willing to say uh, based on one game. That you know, with this opening game, that he's he's the reason why. Yeah. Uh, again, just looking at what happened, the, the running game couldn't get going. Uh, uh, and that that worried me because I really passes thought... passes weren't hitting. Like again, the, the, the our, our quarterback seemed to be. I don't want to say like the moment was too big. Yeah. Uh, but or or maybe he's just too green or whatever the case is. Just like again. There was nothing clicking on there. Now, if that comes down to either the offensive coordinator for preparation, if that comes down to the head coach for preparation, or if that comes down to just to the players of just not being prepared or not being ready, uh, or, or the moment getting too big from the lights got too bright, whatever the case is, um, if if they can work on that, if if the offense, if we see improvement in the offense as the season progresses. I'll be. I, I'm not going to be asking for anybody's head, but there has to be improvement immediately. There has to be improvement as these games move on. Yeah, because we cannot. The Notre Dame cannot lose another game and still think that they're going to get to playoffs. They cannot. Oh yeah, no. If they, if they, they lose, still might not get in there even if they win out. If if they lose another game, I'll, I'll guarantee they're not making the playoffs. They they'll make it as a a one team loss. We've seen it the past couple of years. I know me and you kind of argued a little bit Saturday. Um, I believe on Twitter Live or you know whatever we, we called after we figured out the the bugs, but um, I knew they weren't going to drop out of top ten. Um, it had nothing to do with it being a quote unquote good loss. It just it just seems, and I know I'm going to set you off by saying this. It seems like they want us to, they would like to see us in the playoffs. If we don't make it no big deal they don't care it's not like they want us in the playoffs they would like to see us in the playoffs so i think they're gonna try to keep us up there uh, well, as much no, as they can there's two there's two schools of thought of that one is financially i think they would love to have notre dame in the playoffs because notre dame has such a nationwide fan base that notre dame having notre dame in anything means money yeah you know there listen as much as anybody wants to say well alabama's number one team in the, fine you're great no oh yeah, Penn State's got a big fan base. Uh, Michigan's got a big fan base. Uh, you know, some of the, yeah, I guess what, Florida or Florida State might have big fan bases. Clemson still not. I don't. I don't think has a national fan base. But despite everything, even if it, I know it's going to anger so many people to hear this. This is bullshit. No, sorry. Notre Dame is the biggest college football brand in the nation. Still, it is. Yeah. Even though, yeah, why nothing in forty fucking years? I'm not gonna be like the tide roll, tide roll. I get it, 
No, Notre Dame hasn't won a championship in, since 1988. I understand that. Everybody else understands that. But what a lot of these other people don't seem to understand is Notre Dame has such an entrenched fan base and such an entrenched uh, uh, national coverage simply because of the fact they've had a they've had a national TV deal either with NBC or ABC for however long they've had it now. I mean, they've been with NBC for, I want to say, close to uh, 30 years. Yeah. Uh, they started, I think, in like 90, 91 with NBC. And before that, they were on uh, other stations. But they've Notre Dame has been always nationally televised. Yeah. So they've always had that. Now, recently, some of these other teams, are thanks to ESPN, thanks to all these other big TV deals that are happening, uh, get national coverage as well. Obviously, Alabama, Clemson. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, all that. But none of them are nearly as big as Notre Dame. So Notre Dame still has that financial draw that I could see people being like, yeah, let's see if we can get Notre Dame in there, you know, if they're good enough, if they meet the requirements, if they are you know don't have a, a loss. And I know they look at things like the Ohio State loss will be seen to the CFP committee as a good loss. Yeah. Even though I don't see it that way, they will. Uh, but again, there has to be improvement on the offense um, as the season goes on, because that—that's the thing. I don't. Notre Dame is is not a bad team. No, they're not. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But they have to improve. If they don't, um, then I think it's time to to start uh, looking looking at uh, maybe getting rid of Tommy Reese. Maybe looking at uh, other things to do. Maybe not. Maybe not in this season. You know, it's kind of hard to to fire an offensive yeah. coordinator in the middle of the season. Anything like that, especially with uh, you know, if everything's already lost, you might as well just like, all right, let's run it out and see what would happen. Yeah. But again, there's a lot of season to go still, uh, and we'll see if you, if USC does well, that game will mean something. That's, yeah, that's true. Because we only have well, we got USC, and I think we only have one other ranked team, don't we? Currently ranked, I think. Currently I don't ranked, know. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Notre Dame, the rest of Notre Dame's schedule is not favorable for like making up ground. Yeah. For that. So for Notre Dame to really do anything, like we would have to seriously start blowing out teams. And I don't know if we have the offense to do that. I mean, this. I, I think this weekend we'll, we'll show. We got, what, Marshall, I believe? Yeah, no, let's beat up on Marshall. But that's the thing. We have to beat up on Marshall. Yeah, we I have mean, to. 20, 30 Anything points. less than like a, a again like a seventeen point victory, yeah, is going to seem bad. And for me, it has to be from the get go. Can't be the last ten minutes of the fourth quarter. You, you, it can't you, be the Toledo game. Yeah, it can't be Toledo. If we have a Toledo game, we're we're dead in the water. Yeah, Notre Dame's dead in the water. It cannot do. So the other thing um, that happened, what was it, Friday or Saturday, about the college football playoffs? Expansion, baby. Yeah. yeah. I'm jacked. I'm yeah. ready for this. Let's go. Get it done now. Do it this season. What the fuck are we waiting until 2024 or 2026? Screw that. Do it now. You're you're wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I've held my comments in for almost a week now because I wanted to save it for, for the show. Jimbo? I, Jimbo. I, I was, Jimbo? Jimbo. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. I, you know, what? I gotta get him to say that one time and just get a sound, but a sound yeah, we need of that it. kind of a sound drop. We do need that. <laughs> um, I, I'm not against 
um, the expansion. I do believe they, they did need to expand how many teams come in. I was okay with eight teams. They're going to do what? 12, right? 12. 12 teams are getting it. 12 to me is, is too many because now you're going to be looking at two lost teams who got blown out by Ohio State, by Notre Dame. Well, hopefully Notre Dame. And it's just not going to I don't think it's going to make good games, uh, like entertaining games. I do. I absolutely do. And not only that, but it gives – here's the thing. It gives a chance. Because right now, the, the, the problem with college football playoffs right now is it's the same fucking teams every year. It's and, Alabama, and that's why Clemson, I was okay with Ohio with State, expanding and, and either Oklahoma or Notre Dame or or uh, Oregon. Uh, not this year. Yeah. Uh, Georgia. You know, it's always, the, it's always like two SEC teams, maybe two Big Ten teams or a Big Ten team and another team or – or two Big Ten teams, an SEC team, and a Big Twelve or a Pac Twelve team, or or something like that. It's always the same, and it's always always ends up with either fucking Alabama or Clemson in the end, or both of them, yeah, or or Ohio State. And it's just it, there's no competition. There's no it, people are tired, people are bored. The so this one. at least gives a chance that there's there's something else. And I like the fact that we're we're getting six automatic conference champions, six at larges. You get four buys. You know, so there's still like everybody's like one of the biggest arguments I've heard is this this absolutely kills the regular season. College football regular season used to mean so much, and now they're gonna mean nothing at all. This is a travesty. No. The fancy thing is now you're gonna have teams that are still playing their asses off because you don't wanna play that extra game. You want to get that by. Yeah. In order to get there. So you're going to have probably the SEC champ and the Big Ten champ are most likely going to be getting two of those buys. And then it's like, who else? Then it's like, okay, maybe it's Oklahoma. Maybe, or or, or uh, not because they're moving to the SEC, but whoever is in the Big 12 at the time or the Pac-12. But the other great thing about that is, baby, we're going to be able to get the MAC in there. We're getting Mountain West, you know? Yeah. Like we're getting, we're, we're going to be getting these teams. You get a variety of these teams. And, you, you know, the... They don't have to play the big ones immediately, so it allows still for competitive games to happen. You're going to have number five versus number twelve, and number six versus number eleven, and and those kind of things. So you still have those matchups, chances for upsets, chances for Cinderella stories, and then you get to those games. Now again, when you get down to the the final four games, that we have eight teams left, you have four games, or you get down to the final four and you get the two games. You know, is it still going to be Alabama and Ohio State and Oklahoma and, or, or, you know, whoever? Yeah. Maybe. It may be. But at least at that point, you're like, listen, they weren't just handed it or put in there into it because they're the SEC or they're the Big Ten. They actually had to win two games to get to the championship. You have yeah. to win the games to get there. It's not just, oh, you're placed in the top four. You have to play another team and, you know, blow out Oklahoma or blow out. Like I think the first playoff, Ohio State got blown out thirty-eight nothing or whatever it was. Yeah, like you know, so we're there. There, there's that opportunity there. Granted, it's also a chance to make a lot more money. Well, yeah, I mean that's Which, that's the reason why they're doing it. The main reason I think they're doing it. But there, but there's, but here's the thing: is there's so much money in college football now, especially with the NILs with the players. Listen, this any idea that anybody still has of college football being a, a not professional sport? Sorry. Well, first of all, college football has been a professional sport for a long goddamn time. Yeah. 
All right, these kids have been getting paid for a long time. Whether you like it or not, that's what's been happening. As an ambulance runs by the house, I don't know if you can even oh, hear oh, that. Oh, there it is. I can hear. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Uh, the queen's already dead, guys. You're not helping. Her. I was going to say the queen's going past your house. It's, you know, listen, it's, you're not going to make it. You're not going to get there in time. Um, but so, what's their their plan as far as scheduling? Like, are they going to take away a regular season game, or so is going to go two so. three weeks? I don't think so. I think they're going to. I think they're going to keep things as is now. Perfectly, what I would like to see, depending on how still how all the conferences shake out. The other thing with this too is this probably saves a couple conferences. This probably saves the Pac-12, and this probably saves the Big 12. Yeah. Because without the playoffs expanding, without having that automatic bid into the playoffs now, if you win the conference, those conferences are going to go away because everybody was going to look how to get to the Big 10 or how to get to the SEC. Now, oh, if we win the conference, we're in. We're in the playoffs. That's going to keep some teams around. And, you know, uh, now it's still a big thing with the TV contracts and how much money they can get from that and blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. But you're going to have, like, I think this helps keep the ACC around. I think this helps keep big, the Big 12 around, helps keep the Pac-12 around. And I also think this helps keep Notre Dame independent. Uh, I was just about to say, I, I think that's what this does, too, is it takes a little bit of pressure off of Notre Dame to join a conference. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Um. So what, from what I understand, again, they're still hammering out the the finer details and the kinks and everything like that. But from what it seems like is after uh, conference championships are played that week. So what, the last week in November, the first weekend of December yeah, uh, is when you'll have uh, first round games and the buys for the, four, the top four, the, the, the top four teams. Okay. And so then you'll have those first games at the higher seated team stadium and uh, i also believe that the the those teams will have an option to move the game if they feel like their stadium either isn't big enough or if they feel like it'll be inclement weather so let's say like for the sake of argument like purdue makes the playoffs okay uh and they're playing there let's say they're the five seed or six seed or whatever okay but they don't want to play at their stadium, their stadium holds somewhere like what 45,000, 50,000, yeah. something like that. It's outside all that kind of stuff. They can move their game to Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis and play it there inside in the dome. I feel like that they can do that. And the same goes for like any other team that has that kind of stadium around there. So it would be a home game at either your home stadium or a, a, a bigger stadium dome stadium around where your campus is okay so they could do that um then what it appears like is after that you'll have uh that the next round will be played at smaller bowl games okay again this is from what i understand just as like as a proposal yeah they'll be played at the smaller bowl games uh and then your semifinals again will be at either the peach bowl the Rose Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, yeah, you know, those, one of the, the bigger, the bigger four, bowls. yeah, that with the, the quote unquote New Year's Six, that yeah. kind of rotation, it'll be there, and then the national championship game will be played wherever the fuck they want it to be, whether it's in Dallas, the Bay Area, yeah, uh, uh, Minnesota, Indianapolis, uh, if they build that new uh, Chicago Bears Stadium at Arlington Park, that place, 
outside Chicago, they'll probably do that. Yeah. You know, so I mean, after after you, you text me about it and we kind of argued a little bit, there's really only one way I'd probably be okay with 12 teams. Like you know, not to kind of take a step back here, but um, and we talked about it. You know, a week or two ago, if they do super conferences, you know, SEC and a Big Ten, and that's it, then I'd be okay with it because you, you, you like how we talked about it. It's AFC versus NFC. You know, the top uh, eight teams for NFC go into the playoffs. So kind of be the same thing here, but I, I just don't like. I think that's where things were going, and they they tried to stop that because the that's a lot of people were upset with that having it be basically uh, a college AFC and NFC and then having all of these teams just bail and try to go to these two super conferences. So I think with this, this puts a halt to that. Yeah. Whether it still happens or not, whether, you know, it might, but what this does is that kind of puts a cork in it for now. So I wonder going to allow other teams and, and other conferences to kind of breathe for a second and see what they can work out here. I wonder if, if the teams that said they were going to transfer over to Big Ten, like USC and stuff like that, if they're, they'll have the option to back out of their deal now. That why would they? Why would they back out? Give me one good reason why. If they back out, they could almost automatically get a conference championship. If they go to Big Ten, they gotta really fight for that. Who gives a fuck when you're gonna get a hundred million dollars a year from being in the Big Ten? Yeah, you're not getting that from the Pac-12. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, not uh, a chance. I mean, I, I, I wasn't even thinking about the TV deal. No, aspect of yeah, it. no, it's the money. Listen, you can sit there and say, "Oh, it's about the competition and maybe getting the playoffs," and that's a big part of it. Don't get me wrong; that is a big part of it. But you're gonna sit there and tell, "No, you know what, guys." You can keep your hundred million dollars per team per year to yourself. We'll go to the. We'll stay with the back twelve and get our forty million dollars a year. The fuck out of here! No way! <laughs> Not a chance in hell. Didn't think that was going to trigger you. Oh, God. <laughs> I thought no, the listen. other thing was going to trigger you. <laughs> no, no. Listen, at the end of the day, listen. It's about the money. It is always about the money. Yeah, I mean, anything in life is but always it's, about But here's the, money. the thing. This is not a new thing. It's always been about the money. Everybody's waxing poetic about the lost days of college football. Do you know how much money fucking Herschel Walker made in college? Yeah. Playing as the, oh, he was the pure, they used to be pure amateur athletes. Suck my dick. No, they weren't. <laughs> they haven't been since the 20s. Because even then, in the 20s, college football was the football, was the sport in America. Yeah. Number one, that and baseball. Like, pro football was nothing. Pro football was shit. Yeah, I mean, think about it. NFL hasn't been, you know, like, good. Like, it's been good for, what, 20, 30 years? Well, no, 2022. No, the NFL has been tops in America since uh, 1956 is usually when people mark it down with the greatest game ever played between the Giants and the Colts. Yeah. Uh, That is kind of demarcation of... That's when the NFL overtook baseball and overtook like the American consciousness yeah. as the sport, and it's only been bigger and better ever since. Uh, to the point now we're at where it's it, it is the monster that it is today. But college football has always been big. It has always been money and money driven, and the players 
have always been getting money. Whether or not they ever got caught, listen, some have, some haven't. Well, I mean, you know, look at Reggie Bush. How many years did it take before he finally, you know, got got caught? And but this is what I mean is like it, like you, for every one that's caught, there's five thousand that aren't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, listen, what just came out of Tennessee with the people getting the McDonald's bags full of fucking <laughs> yeah. money? Like, do you think that's new? Do you think that hasn't ever happened before? That that's only the new college football that's done that? Get that? No, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <coughs> so, before we uh, before we leave, talk a little little NFL stuff here, but you know what? I was thinking about this today. Um, which NFL song do you do, do you like more? I guess I want to say the Carrie Underwood uh, Monday Night Football or Hank Williams Jr. Monday Night Carrie Underwood the Sunday Night Football or Sunday. Okay. Uh, and listen, I'm not a big country fan. Never have been. Uh, don't think I ever will be. Uh, but if you can't get jacked up for. All my rowdy friends are coming over tonight. It's Monday yeah. night. No, that is still by far the number one song. Now, as far as what I would rather look at, D- yeah, Carrie Underwood <laughs> takes that in a landslide. But if we're talking just about like a football song, that you know, it's like again, I grew up watching Monday Night Football in the eighties and nineties, though. So Hank Williams Jr. was always the one there. I mean, it's just. It's the Browns and the Steelers in a backyard fight. Hey, you hey. got to get ready. Strap in, hold tight. <laughs> All my rowdy friends are here on Monday night. And that's the thing. He made that song so good that when you had the Browns who were shit and the Steelers who were shit, got you pumped for the game. I don't care. I'm Jack. Let's <laughs> yeah. go. Bubby Brister's out there. Yeah. He might win it today. You know. <laughs> he like, might He might go. stop snoring the coke a little bit. <laughs> that was, you know, that was that was the jam, man. And, um, uh, and it's funny because I actually uh, had a because I've been seeing it a lot on TikTok. People have been like ranking and asking their their significant others what they would rank as the best NFL theme song. Okay, from all the different networks and stuff like that. You know, Fox, NBC, CBS, uh, ESPN, and now uh, Amazon's new one. Uh, and the ones from the NFL Network. So I decided to do that with my fiance. Okay. And ask her. Because I wanted to see if, you know, because she's not really a thousand percent into football or sports or doesn't really know so much of the themes or doesn't really pay attention to it. Yeah. So I did a blind guy. I said, I'll, I'll play it for you. I'll play you each theme. I won't tell you which network it's for or what theme it is, but I'll play them for you and then you rank them where you like. I was hoping that there'd be a different outcome. <laughs> There was not. <laughs> number one, it seems to be across the board for everybody. The number one theme is, and I think forever will be, the NFL on Fox. Okay. The Fox theme is, yeah. I think, to many people, the NFL theme. When you think of football, it's da 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 Yeah, like that is, to people, the football theme. So, now, me personally, I like the new Amazon theme. I didn't hear uh, it yet. I however, have to check the, it out. The, I did. The, uh, the the fiance ranked that last. Okay. So <laughs> did you happen to maybe, play the? Um, maybe I don't like it. Did you happen to play the NFL Films one? 
the, the, the one for NFL Network that they used to have for Thursday Night Games. Was that what it was with the, the, the yes. old jingle? Not, I call them jingle yeah, like bells. The, yeah, like the yes, the one that uh, David Thibodeau did. Yeah, on the frozen tundra. That one was next to last. Wow. Now I know I like that one too. I like that one. Yeah, I like that one too. So, but I'm just I'm just ready. I'm just ready for What's your expectations for your lovely Giants? This weekend, let's just go this weekend for now. Uh, I think we win. I think we win. I, I, I'm, I'm not. Who are you playing? I, uh, we're playing the Titans. You think you so, will? Okay. Uh, I like our defense. I like our defensive line. If we can, if we can corral Derrick Henry, that's yeah, that's what's uh, gonna again. Come that's down a big there. ask. That's a big ask. But I like our defense. I like our defense. So uh, and. I mean, let's face facts. Uh, not only is Daniel Jones going to be the comeback player of the year, he's going to be the MVP this year. <laughs> I firmly believe that. Put down the Jaeger. <laughs> so, uh, no, I haven't had Jaeger yet. I have smoked a prodigious amount of marijuana. But uh, I will say that uh, I think, I think. listen, this is, this, is, this is the endless optimism that every NFL fan has at the beginning of the season. I feel good. I feel good about the Giants, man. I think we I think we have a chance to be a dark horse. I think we have a chance to come up and sneak up on some people. Uh how do you feel about your your apparent uh darling Cinderella favorites of a lot of people, a lot of the yeah. quote unquote experts out there, your Philadelphia Eagles. That's what that that's what worries me is a lot of people are, are putting a lot of hope into Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying that's he's... Not, that, that's a scary thing. I don't know what's scarier. Having people say your team is going to be garbage and shit, or people saying uh, this team is really good. They're probably going to win a division, and I've heard some people put them in the Super Bowl. Well, and, and if, if they didn't put all all their eggs in the basket with Jalen Hurts, like the the, the the pundits and stuff like that, um, and said, well, no, maybe you know they're going to make it the Super Bowl because of A.J. Brown. Or this other one would maybe say, oh, well, because of Jalen Hurts. You know, like if, if it was this player or that player, everybody's saying Jalen Hurts is going to carry this team now. And that scares me because he's a good quarterback. I'll, I'll, I'll admit to that. Um, he's equal to Carson Wentz, I would say even. Um, he, he has the pieces there. Our running game, I think, is going to be our big question mark because Miles Sanders, he, when he's healthy, very good running back. Can't stay healthy, though. Defensively... I'm excited about Jordan Davis, our our D tackle that we we drafted this year. That dude, he's is a huge beast. I seen I seen a picture uh, in the off season, him standing next to Fletcher Cox, who I believe is like six eight, three hundred and ten pounds. He made Fletcher Cox look like me standing next to you, brother. When I, I saw the one video somebody did, like the Eagles' first preseason game, I think it was against the Jets, where he walked out of the tunnel, yeah, like in the pregame warm ups. And I was just like, "Get the fuck out of here, man!" <laughs> like, are you? Are you? That's a that's an actual. That, that dude is the same species as human as you and I. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. And, and it has to mean something. I, I understand it's preseason and, and stuff like that, but it has to mean something that the first couple plays he had in preseason, he was triple teamed already. Like they're already worried about this kid, and he's a rookie. Like you have, but here's the thing: just on a physicality standpoint, you have to. You yeah. can't put oh, yeah. that's like that's I'm sorry, that's like putting a little person up against a bull. You can't physically there's no that you can't do that. Yeah. That's unfair to that person. You cannot do that to them. 
Like this dude is the, like he is a freak. Yeah. Of nature. And if he stays healthy, that's scary. And being in the same division as him, that's super <laughs> fucking scary. Shaquan, uh, Shaquan, or say Quan Barkley, or however you say his first name, he's going to probably, uh, I'm out this week. I don't want to play against them. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, because listen, Saquon's got them legs. Like, so I don't know. That's going to be, that's going to be an interesting, you know, uh, uh, unstoppable force versus immovable object kind of yeah. matchup. Which I'm going to be kind of interested to see how that plays out when we play. We're playing late in the season, by the way. Yeah, I think uh, both games for the Giants and Eagles. I was going to say, I think that's what we did last year or, or the year before. It was like we played you, then we played Dallas, and we played you again. Right. Yeah. So I still have time to get your championship belt to you before yeah, the season yeah. starts. Yeah, you got one win uh, over what twelve years, ten years that we uh, had the belt. Yeah, I think. <laughs> no, I have two. I have two, two of <laughs> of. We've been doing this. I think this is our eighth year. Yeah. Now, so out of the seven previous, I have two. So it's five to two. You th- listen. Let's face facts. The Eagles have owned the Giants this decade <laughs> since the Giants last won a Super since, uh, the 2011 season when we won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Since then, the Eagles have fucking owned us. Like it's not even a question. Can't argue it. You can't say anything about it. The Giants have been atrocious for ten years. So I'm hoping it changes this year. You've we'll been, see. Daniel Jones. You've been saying that for 10 years, 11 years now. <laughs> I have faith. I have faith in Danny Dimes, uh, especially under Brian Dable, uh, that we'll be able to do something. And if we don't do anything by week three, let's trade for fucking Galop- Garoppolo. And let's, uh, <laughs> let's light that candle. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right. So before we go, we're actually going to bring back a segment that I've been doing in the past, I believe, two, maybe three seasons. And I think it's going to be a lot more fun now because we have King here to kind of um, partake in it. So we're going to do our blue picks again, like we did the past couple seasons. Um, and this season, the blue picks will be sponsored by Dubby uh, Energy Drinks. If you guys watched last Saturday, I did actually a live taste testing of it. Um, it's nothing like you know your five-hour energy, energy drinks. It actually tastes really well. I already had two, three glasses of it you know this past week and and funny part um before i tasted it i was getting some information about it and they said it really helps you focus and, and you know get in the zone quote unquote um i drank some before my tuesday night race and dude i'll have to send you the clip of it this is i don't know how i did it i'm pretty sure i shit my pants when i did it but we were at daytona and the big one happened and i had nowhere to go and i was like you know what i'm just gonna gas to the floor and hopefully the, uh, a hole opens up <laughs> and sure enough I, I think i had like a little piece of paint chip off the back of my truck that was the only damage i got um got called up into the booth and everything they're like you know so what did you see i said i don't know hold on let me i'm still checking my pants <laughs> but i, I credit it to that for me to be able to get through it. otherwise i would have been up in the grandstands but um a little ad read here uh kind of uh of dubby there's no there's no sugar in it um, even when you look on the... Which is good for me because I'm a yes, diabetic. Which so. I, I was happy uh, for you because we actually... I, I didn't try the shot yet. Um, we, we got the, the peach. It's called uh, Beach and Peach. Is their one flavor. They have like six different flavors. Um, and we got Dragonade. I've been drinking the Dragonade. It's like a, a strawberry pink lemonade. It's really good. But yeah, see, here's the other thing too. Because I had watched you do the live with, with the wife uh, when you were trying these out. And the the one the consensus I got was... The peach one was was phenomenal. Yes, the peach one was really good. So that's so, definitely what I want to try. And I do want to try the Dragonade as well because I'm a big fan of uh, dragon fruit as okay. it is. 
So I know that that has some of that in there. So I definitely want to try that. And that's, you know, that's the good thing too, is that it doesn't have the sugar. It doesn't have, uh, you know, a lot of those bad elements that a lot of the other energy drinks have. They make you jitter, they make you crash. Yeah. Which is something that I'm always happened. looking for because I have a midday crash constantly. So, I mean, Dubby seems to be the way to go if you're looking to go ahead and get that kind of midday boost. And the thing is, kind of to uh, follow up on to what King has been saying about Dubby, um, when you guys go to uh, purchase whatever it is, they actually have T-shirts there, stickers as well. Um, make sure you use the product code STSPORTS18, all capital letters, and you'll get 10% off of the final checkout um, price. So, And it was actually a quick delivery. We ordered it on like a Friday, and I got it the following Tuesday. So it was like a three, four day, depending obviously where you live. Um, they ship out of California. We live in Pennsylvania here where we got it. So it, was, it only took three, four days. It was actually a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, if you live in Yellowknife, Canada, it might take a little longer. <laughs> Is that actually a city? Where yeah, Yellowknife. That's way up there. Ice Road Truckers, baby. Oh, okay. At least you got a reference of why you know that. So that, because I was going to question you. Which, by the you. way, <laughs> if you're an Ice Road Trucker, Dubby's going to help you. Make sure that you keep your energy up without smoking meth. So <laughs> Dubby, helping people off meth. So, uh, how we did, how we've done this past couple seasons? Um, blowout picks, upset picks, and lock picks. Your blowout picks are your team that you pick wins by 10, 10 or more points. Upset okay. pick would be um, a team that is an underdog by five and a half points or more, and they win. Okay. And then a okay. lock is just what it means, a guaranteed right. win. Right. Someone that you can. Take it to the bank. That's money in the bank. Yeah. So since you're okay. since you're a newbie and, and I keep track of the record throughout the, the season, see how well I do. So we might have to make a little blue pick trophy or something for for Ooh, a little competition. I like here. making trophies. I love trophies. <laughs> I'm a trophy slut. I love them. <laughs> you whore. <laughs> I am a trophy whore, man. So since you're new to the game, I'll let you pick first. And if we pick the same okay. teams, no big deal. All right, so we're gonna, this is blue, so I'm going to do it in the, in the order that the letters are, right? So we're going, yes. so we're going blowout, lock, upset, correct? Yes. All right, so my blowout pick, uh, and I, I don't think this is too hard. Uh, this could also be my lock, but I'm definitely going to blowout here. Uh, Monday Night Football, the Denver Broncos versus the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> the Seahawks might be the worst team since the winless Browns a couple seasons ago. This team is atrocious. The, the Broncos, on the other hand, are a team that has been like a quarterback away from competing for division championships and Super Bowls. So now they have their quarterback. Let's ride with Russell Wilson. Uh, I think I, I think not only Denver wins that game, I think they blow it out. If, you, if your standard is by 10 points, you can up that to 20. I think the, the Broncos are winning that game running away. Well, uh, then's for the upset. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The yeah, well, hold on. We're gonna go. We'll go one at a time. Like, oh, you want to go one pick? to one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it don't matter. I'm excited. I'm just totally excited. <laughs> it don't matter because I picked. The, I picked the same teams. <laughs> I took, oh, did you? Yeah, I took Broncos too, basically for the same I mean, reason. Come on, it's. I mean, it's too easy. They, they haven't had a, a quarterback since Peyton Manning, right? No, no. They, they've, they've had Paxton Lynch. They had Gino. Uh, Drew Locke, obviously. Uh, who can't even beat out Geno Smith in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you have all that. And that's the other thing, too. You have Russell Wilson going back to Seattle. Uh, you know, this, this is this, this is 
it, I mean, it's going to get ugly. Yeah. It's going to get ugly. I, I could see them up by 17 by halftime. Uh, yeah. Oh, by, I think, yeah. Maybe even more than that. Yeah. Maybe even more than that. I don't, I don't see how Seattle's competitive with almost anybody this season. Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't see it. I maybe, just don't see it. They, they might be a team where after uh, a game or two, they say, you know what, maybe we should trade for Jimmy Grappolo or trade, you know, for a quarterback. But, maybe, okay. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Your lock pick? Okay, my lock pick. Uh, <laughs> lock pick. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. Uh, my lock pick is going to be, I'm picking the New Orleans Saints over the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons, again, they're, they're not going to be much better than the Seahawks. Uh, Seattle, the I'm not uh, not Seattle. The Saints. That's who we're talking about here. Uh, they're favored by five and a half at Atlanta. Uh, so they're on the road, you know, giving points, which is which is pretty incredible. Uh, but I still think, yeah, the Saints. They have a lot of talent. Uh, they have Jameis Winston, which is what it is. But yeah. I think they have enough talent, and especially on that defense, uh, they still have Alvin Kamara. Obviously, they are. They're, they're a good team. They could they could challenge for the division against the Bucks. I think so. Saints five and a half point favorite. I'm picking them as the lock. Okay. Um, I forget if I forget which uh, the spread for <clears throat> excuse me the spread for this one is, but I have actually the Ravens over the Jets. Um, Lamar Jackson. I think he's you know no extension in hand yet. I think he's going to be out to really prove his point. And Joe Flacco starting for the Jets. Let's let's be honest. I mean, Flacco, he sucks. Flacco, <laughs> Joe Flacco. I mean, he, he was third string on the Eagles with Gardner Minshew and whoever else was on our team at the time. Dude, so. I watched the game he played, the preseason game against the Giants, and he threw some of the most egregious passes. Yeah, <laughs> I have ever seen a quarterback throw. Like it's it's not good. Zach Wilson, the milf hunter, could not get back fast enough. <laughs> For the Jets, the Ravens, by the way, are six and a half point favorites. Okay, on the road at the Meadowlands because that pick there, the Jets. so that's that, six and a half. That pick there was a, a toss up between my uh, my lock and my, my blowout because of the, the spread there. But it's, it, it's uh, believe it or not, that was mine too. I was <laughs> thinking in between those two about which one it would be, but I just I think the I think the Seahawks are just that much worse than the Jets actually. Yeah. So I I can't see that. All right, and your upset pick. Upset pick. Was look going through uh, up and down these, you know, it, it's it's kind of hard because you know it's like usually if a team is is favored or or, or, or an underdog by that much is usually a reason why. Yeah. Uh, but the one that caught my eye and I'm going with here is uh, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals at home. They are a five and a half point underdog to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, even without D Hop. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to pick the Arizona Cardinals for the upset. That was actually my my backup upset pick. Um, I'm uh, actually going... See great minds, man. See? Great minds do think alike. <laughs> we got the same kind of thought process here. This one may trigger you a little bit. Um, I'm actually, right. Listen, you can... That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm actually going with Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. Five and a half point underdog. Um, I'm, I'm going with the, the whole... Super Bowl hangover, you know. I, I think uh, and Pittsburgh. I don't think they're getting enough credit for the quarterbacks. I mean, they're not going to be all-time greats, but I don't think they're going to be Seattle crap. You know. So I, and Najee Harris, the running game. You know, I 
I think it's going to be, this is actually, I think, going to be a closer game than what people are, are thinking. Uh, maybe, I mean, listen. Wow, I got you speechless. That's a, <laughs> listen, that's a, that's an upset pick. Listen, <laughs> I'm not, it, it, it does what it says on the tin. You asked for an upset pick, you picked an upset pick. That's, if that, if that, if that pulls off, I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 listen, I like Mitch Trubisky. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. I want him to do well. And not only that, but Kenny Pickett looks like a fucking dog. Like he looks like he can play in this league. Yeah. Uh, pretty well. And that Steelers defense is still phenomenal. No matter what the offense is or how it's going to be, TJ Watt and that Pittsburgh defense is, they're, they're coming to play. Yeah. So there's that. I, I just I think, but there's something like, like you're you're going on a limb and saying that they'll have a they'll have a hangover or something like that. I I I don't see Joey Burrow as that. And the guy, listen, anything can happen. But yeah. I'll tell you what, if, if that upset happens, that out upsets my upset by a lot. So if both happens, I'll give you like if we tie for the week okay. on our blue picks, you'll, you know, give and me both our upsets hit. I will give you the win for the week. Okay. If the steel, listen, if I beat you on all the picks except for the upset pick, if that's the only game you win, I'll give you the week. <laughs> I'll I will put that out there. That's well, a hell. I mean, that's a that's a hell of an upset pick. It's man. it's okay. recorded now, so no going yeah, back that's, from it. I'll, that's that's <laughs> that's 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 a big one. That's a big one. That's a big one. So that is our blue picks uh, presented by Dubby. Uh, make sure you head over to their website, look at their products. Make sure you guys use the product code STSports18, all capital letters, to get 10% off of your final order. Um, get some stickers. I'm a sucker for stickers. I, I'm, I'm half tempted to get some and just stick, stick them all over the place. Just plastic them all over the place. You have, <laughs> you have a home bar now. Throw yeah. them on the bar. No. Well, I wasn't thinking about there. Never mind. That's that's for a Patreon oh, part. <laughs> oh God! Can we get end the end the show? End the show. <laughs> Make sure you guys head over to StayTunedSports.net so you can follow all of our social media accounts. Um, merch tab up there. I actually do have. I think I have the W uh, website on the, our website too. Just click that. I'll take you right to W too. Um, so nice having you back here, uh, King. Football's back. Football.